Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the pastoral epistles of St. Paul with this message entitled, The Nature of Scripture, preached June 24, 2016. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. Nature of Scripture, the Word of God, the mighty Word of God. Imagine, friends, imagine a world without the Holy Scriptures. Imagine. It will be a world without truth. Let God be true and all men liars. Imagine a world without the Holy Scriptures. Everyone will be worshipping creation, which is worshipping the devil. Not even one will be saved by Jesus Christ our Lord. The greatest priceless thing in the whole world is the Scripture consisting of the Old and New Testament. And if you are born again, your delight will be in the Scripture. I receive greatest pleasure when I am reading and meditating Scripture. In this world, Holy Scripture is God's gift to His people. The most priceless treasure. This is why Westminster Confession of Faith, the first chapter, is not of God or creation, but concerning the Holy Scriptures. Why is it Westminster Divines put first chapter as the Holy Scriptures? Because without Holy Scriptures, we cannot have any knowledge of the true and living God or creation. That's why they put that as the first chapter. So seven things I want to speak to you. You ask Holy Spirit to give you a mind to understand and do what the Word is telling us. The first is inerrancy. In means what? Not. Not error. There is no error in the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Scripture has no errors, only truth. God is truth, and one thing he cannot do is what? He cannot lie. Let God be true and all men liars. There is no exception other than Jesus Christ. All men liars. Even us, I said, sin still dwells in us. We can exaggerate and we can lie. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. When we lie, 
we are like the devil. Adults lie, sir. Even Christian adults. Scripture in the original manuscript, what is called autograph. Scripture in the original manuscript does not affirm anything contrary to fact. The Holy Scriptures, the Old and New Testament, always speak truth about everything. Some people say about salvation. About salvation and everything else. Creation. We cannot have true understanding of the world around us until we come to the scripture. Through the science of textual criticism, we can establish about 99% of the original words of the Bible from the ancient copies available to us. We don't have the autographs. But the ancient copies available to us through textual criticism, we can establish correctly 99% of the original words. The 1% we cannot establish without question does not affect any doctrine we believe. Second point. Clarity of scripture, otherwise called perspicuity. Clarity of scripture. Roman Catholic Church used to prohibit the laity to read the Bible because the laity cannot understand the Bible. That was their reasoning. Only Pope and the priests. The truth is, the message of scripture is understood by all who read in humility. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.10, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.13 and 14, this is what we speak not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual things in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Unless what? Holy Spirit causes that person to be born again. And Holy Spirit may indwell that person. In Scripture, God speaks to human beings and they understand, in one sense, they understand. Only the elect understand the Scripture savingly. The non-elect understand the Scripture but they suppress the truth. Read my first volume on Romans, especially chapter 1. They continually suppress the truth. They understand. And so 
they damn themselves. Everyone who hear the word and not believe, damned. The moment they die, they go to hell. That's not a joke, sir. And you better believe in Christ right now because you cannot predict. Arrogant people think that you can believe when it is convenient. You are not sovereign. You are not God. God determines when you will die. Not you. You cannot determine when you are born or when you will die. Don't ever think we are sovereign. Only God is sovereign. Controlling us, John Calvin said, everything. And he knows everything about everything. And he will never forget anything. So, there is clarity of scripture, sir. For instance, we read in Acts 16, 14, Paul in Philippi on the riverside, and he was speaking to women. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Without the Lord opening regeneration, you don't understand the gospel savingly because the mind of man is enmity against God. Professor John Murray said, the essence of sin is enmity, hatred toward God who gave you existence and who sustained you all these years and provided you everything you need. But you, the unbeliever, hate him. Romans 8, 6 through 8, the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful, man, sinful mind is hostile to God. You tell this country has abandoned the Bible. The churches in this country, vast majority of it, abandoned the Bible. They hate the Bible. But here is the secret. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do it. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot worship, please God. Salvation is by grace, St. Augustine said, from beginning to end. If you are not saved, it's your problem. It's your sin. It's your hostility. If you are saved, it is by grace. And so I thank God for saving me at a very early age. So the third is necessity. Without the Holy Scriptures, we can have no saving relationship with the living and true God. We are lost forever. We cannot have any true knowledge of God, knowledge of salvation, knowledge of the world around us without Scripture. And if you are not a Christian, I 
beseech you and command you to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that you may be saved. You are not doing him a favor. He is doing you a favor. If you repent and believe, your repentance is by grace and your prayer by grace, your faith is by grace, your salvation is by grace. And if you are saved, you will hear and do the will of God as you read the Holy Scriptures. So 2 Timothy 3.15 And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. How necessary, listen to this. If you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now listen. How then can they call upon the name of the Lord they have not believed in? Reasoning by the Apostle Paul in a series of questions. And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they, they are sent, sent, divine passive, sent by God? In other words, the necessity of the word. You hear the word, and you believe the word, you call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. But where do you get the word? Unless God commissions and calls and sends a man, and he preaches it to you, and you hear, and you believe. And that is what the necessity of the word of God. St. Peter said, John 6, 68, Simon Peter answered him. Jesus said, why don't you go also? Come on, go ahead. I don't worry about whether you come or whether you go. If you are God's people, you will come. And so we don't beg, we command. So, Peter, why don't you go to everybody else is going away from me? Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Nobody else. Everybody else lies. Kings and presidents and chief justices and everybody else lies. How true the word of Saint, uh, the Apostle Paul, that God be true and all men liars. And we need every word that is given us in the canon of scriptures of Old and New Testament, every word. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Deuteronomy 32, 47. They are not idle words for you, they are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. They are not myths. They are truth. 
from the mouth of God, they are your life. My word is spirit and my word is life. And number four, sufficiency of scripture. Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 1, article 6. In the Holy Scripture, we have all the words of God we need to live for God's glory and for our eternal happiness. And we are not to add or subtract from it. So the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, we read, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book. The writer is quoting the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4 and 12. We must study the whole of Scripture. Not just part of Scripture, the whole of Scripture. And interpret it correctly and preach it and live it. All by continuous dependence on the Holy Spirit. So I preached up about the interpretation, 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly interprets the word of truth. When I preach or anyone else preach, don't go to sleep. Get enough sleep when you come, you are awake because the devil doesn't want you to listen you can come 40 years, but if the word doesn't enter, no good. The whole counsel of God is to be found in scriptures expressly or implicitly. It is written to thinking people using reasoning. For instance, Adultery is sin. Last is adultery, Jesus said. Therefore, last is what? Sin. sin. Logic. So everything is in the Bible that we need, expressly or implicitly. Number five, power. Dunamis. Mighty power of the word of God. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke, and the world came into existence. And he sustains the world by the word of his power. John 1.3, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Hebrews 1.3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. 
ex nihilo creation. Psalm 36, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. That's how you speak. Breathe out. Or Romans 1.16 I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. 2 Timothy 3.15 and 16 And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are mighty to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And number six, the totality of scripture. Tota scriptura. Comprehensiveness. All scripture is relevant to all of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Pasa graphe. All scripture. Pasa graphe. Theopneustos. All scripture is God-breathed. Tota scriptura as well as sola scriptura. The whole scripture and scripture alone the hypergrace movement, antinomianism, as well as legalism, and every form of corruption of Christianity are the result of the denial of torta scriptura. They pick a verse here and make a doctrine out of it. This is where systematic theology is important. You study a subject based on the whole of Scripture. Not a point, not a line, but a circle. So Paul says in Acts 27, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. So whether you eat, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That means based on God's word of God. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, and so on. Jesus then said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go make disciples, teaching them to obey what, sir, everything I have commanded you. Torta Scriptura, for the whole of life. Number seven, authority. God's word has absolute supreme authority. Supreme authority. God alone has. Absolute and supreme. When you hear, you fear and, and tremble and run in the doing of the word of God. In great humility, God's word has absolute supreme authority. God himself speaks in the word. 
not just a pastor. God is speaking to me, not Father. God himself through Father speaking to me. God himself speaking to me through the mother and through the pastor. To disobey the word of God is to disobey God himself who is speaking to us. All the words in scripture are God's word. Therefore, notice these phrases. It is written. Jesus said, get grabbed I. It is written. It stands written. It has authority now and forever because it comes from the mouth of God himself. Or scripture says, or God spoke through prophets. Or the phrase, all scripture, pasa, grafe, theopneustos. All scripture, God breathed. God authored. Listen to this. Jesus is citing Genesis 2.24. For this reason a man believed his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they become one flesh. He says, Jesus says in Matthew 19.5, Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made the male and female, and the Creator said, for this reason, a man will leave father and mother. It doesn't say, creator said in Genesis 2.24 but Jesus said the creator said all scriptures sir, including St. Paul's writings I'll preach later on 1 Corinthians 14, 37 and 38 if anybody thinks he is a prophet or spiritually gifted idea is that you don't want to listen to me because you think you are a prophet he says let him acknowledge what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. Titus 1.14 And will pay no attention to Jewish myths or the commands of men who reject the truth. The Bible is the commands of God. And he commands. Timothy command. A man of God commands. Representing God himself. Friends, my sheep, listen to my voice. And I know them. And they know me. Seven things about the scriptures. And um, I hope and pray that you look upon scripture, all of scripture, and scripture alone. Look upon it as the very word of God speaking to me. Wherever you are reading, God is speaking. And we must hear as God's people and what's to them. May God bless you. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, 
or to order books by the Reverend P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.